All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week. Uh, This person is a former teacher. I believe she spent something like 15 years in the classroom, and she's recently transitioned into a business owner, and she generates, I believe, over six figures, mainly passive. So I'm super excited to hear her story. It's the one and only Lisa Fink. Lisa, how are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm super excited to hear your story. So I think we dive into it. Where do you want to start, Lisa? Do you want to start how you got into things first? Or do you maybe start, give us a bit of an overview. What is it you yeah. do now? And then we'll dive into the backstory. Okay, perfect. So now I am a course creator. I sell on a platform called Teachers Pay Teachers. And I also sell on Etsy and I have a website with a membership with lesson plans for teachers. And so basically all of the skills I learned as a teacher have translated to these business ventures and have been really helpful. And I do have multiple six figure shops and it's really It is shocking to me still to say that because in the field of education, that's unheard of. Yeah. But when I found the power of passive income with digital downloads, I was hooked. Yeah, that's great. All right. Let's break down a few of these just for the listeners that may not be as as familiar. So teachers pay teachers. To my understanding, that's where... Um, teachers create resources for other teachers. Let's say, for example, you're a biology teacher. You could create resources that another teacher could purchase and use for their biology class. Is that how that works in a nutshell? You are correct. On Teachers Pay Teachers, I have over 3,000 activities for teachers that they can print and go. They can basically download a lesson or activity to use in their classroom that very same day. Or if they're planning ahead, they can do some prep in the lessons ahead of time, looking for lessons. And I was a social studies teacher. So most of my lessons are around the subject of history. But what I do on Teachers Pay Teachers that I believe helps me stand out is that I gamify my activities. There is some sort of puzzling element that the students just love. And when teachers see 100% participation and all of that engagement, then they come back for more. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Love that. Can you share revenue on that one? Do you know how much revenue you make specifically just teachers pay teachers? That uh, site alone has generated seven figures. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's been a really awesome blessing. Do you know roughly how much per month kind of thing? Uh, between probably around between 50 and 60,000. That's great. And that's just for that and I sell on multiple platforms. So that one is my biggest cash cow. Yeah. But all of the other ones add some more value as well. And how often are you creating new resources for that, Lisa, for the specific teachers pay teachers one? 
To be honest, I don't create as much as I used to because this year I have really focused on my email list, mm. on Facebook ads, on launching some three, four or five day challenges. So the content creation, because I have so many, is not top of my mind anymore. Mm. I'm also working on a $1 membership trial offer for my email list. Uh, I spent a lot of time on marketing this year. Yeah. So in terms of new content, are you still creating new content for Teachers Pay Teachers or it's pretty much what's on there is on there? No, I still create new content because I actually love it. I get excited mm. to create new templates and new lessons for teachers. That is my favorite thing to do. So I still create new content, but I only do that probably a couple hours a week. And again, that's the nature of passive income and digital yeah. downloads. You create it once and it can sell over and over again. That's great. So that's couple hours a week and it's bringing in 50 to $60,000 a month. I know it's pretty amazing and mind blowing. Is that, is that profit as well? Do you have to give a cut to teachers pay teachers or, or you're, you're getting 50 to 60 K from that? That is after my cut, but I do pay a commission to teachers pay teachers, which is 20%. And then of course, Etsy also has some fees that they take out as well. Gotcha. That's great. Okay. So that's teachers pay teachers. That's amazing. Um, it's <laughs> now it's these same resources. You're also selling them on Etsy as well. So someone can purchase them from teachers pay teachers or someone can purchase them from Etsy. Is that how that works? Technically, yes, but my resources are different. Okay. So let me give you a little backstory real quick, if that's okay. Yeah. In 2017, my husband and I bought a new house. We thought we were financially secure to take on a little bit of a higher mortgage payment. And two months later, he lost his job after 20 years. And so we went through this, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay the mortgage? And that's when I decided to open my teacher's pay teacher store. So I kind of came by accident. In 2019, when COVID hit, are you still there? Yep, yep, I'm good. Sorry, the video just turned off for a second. Okay, yep, good. We're good. okay. sorry about that. No, so once, once COVID hit, my sales plummeted. And I needed to pivot. I needed something else to do. And so I recruited my brother to open an Etsy shop with me. And we actually create party games. The items or the products that we sell are not the same on Teachers Pay Teachers. It's completely different. We create printable escape rooms on Etsy, trivia games, scavenger hunts, things that parents want to do with their kids at a birthday party or for a rainy day activity or for a slumber party. And so with that being said, I am a firm believer in not having all of your eggs in one basket. And COVID and 2020 kind of was a little swift kick that I needed to kind of pivot my business a little bit. And because I had so much success on Teachers Pay Teachers, I knew that I had a really good idea of what I was doing when it came 
to page formatting and design elements, graphic design, font choices, and all of that stuff. So really, it just made sense to continue the passive income journey with printables, but on a different platform. That's great. Can I ask revenue there, specific on Etsy? Uh, 10 to 15K per month. That's great. And that is, I'm guessing, same kind of workload, a couple of hours a week? Uh, even less. We uh, we rarely work on our Etsy store. We have 300 products there. And this year, you know, we're in almost in November. I'd say maybe we added 20 products. Yeah, well. Okay, great. So that makes sense. Then you also mentioned you've got a membership. That membership is lesson plans for teachers or what's your membership about lisa okay so the membership is yes done for you lesson plans for teachers that they can grab and go but they can grab them at a steep discount it would be much more expensive to buy them on tpt individually because seven dollars here four dollars there it all adds up Mm. but with my membership plan and i have a tiered plan they get a certain amount of credits, but the minimum membership tier doubles their money, triples their money, and then the last tier quadruples their money. So gotcha. I know a teacher's wallet is is tight. And so the membership tiers allow them really to get the best bang for their buck. Gotcha. Can I ask rough pricing? What's the, the middle? What does someone pay for a membership roughly? So the lowest tier is $10 a month. The middle tier is $20 a month. And the highest tier is a yearly annual price. And it is $150. However, if they choose that highest tier, they get $450 for free to spend on the website. So they spend $150 and essentially they're getting $600 worth of lessons or activities that they can download. That's amazing. All right. How many members you got in the the membership, roughly? Oh, gosh. Uh, Over 500. I'm not sure. Really, I haven't looked in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. That's great. So uh, anything – and do you have um, courses as well that teaches people how to do this, or it's mainly those three things are your your three major revenue streams? So I have three major courses – One of them relates to teachers and people that sell on teachers pay teachers. I have a course called Cloaked in Fun that provides templates for teachers to use either in their personal classroom or for commercial use because Mm -hmm. I want every teacher to experience the weight being lifted off their shoulders when they have a little bit of extra money coming in. And the easiest, biggest shortcut is by utilizing templates. So essentially I've done all of the heavy lifting and all of the hard work for them. They're all research backed best practices. All they have to do is plug in their content, you know, change the questions or change the reading passages and voila, they have a new lesson plan. And then I have For Etsy sellers, sometimes Etsy sellers are teachers, but not always. So I do have a different audience there. For Etsy sellers, I have a course called Easy Escape Rooms with a similar concept in which I provide them with 
20 escape room puzzle templates to choose from. Um, I give them every single thing they need so that if they were brand new to Etsy, they have an SEO optimized description page. They have the setup or party host instructions and directions. They have the FAQs and the terms of use. And the puzzles are quite unique. They are not something that you will find uh, with other courses or other sellers. So a lot of PLR worksheets or templates out there when they are advertising kids' activities, they're bingo or they're a pretty dry or mm -hmm. dull scavenger hunt that's like a find something blue or find something brown type of scavenger hunt. Um, but I like to, again, gamify everything I do. So I have escape rooms that result in four-digit codes or a mystery word. And I also provide planning guides, Etsy startup guides, lots of doodle fonts to create the cryptograms. Literally, if someone is a beginner and absolutely brand new, this course can benefit them. And I also teach them and provide templates in both PowerPoint and Canva because not everyone has PowerPoint or mm. not everyone loves Canva. So mm. by utilizing both of those platforms, that has really helped make a difference for me as well, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. And there's one more course? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I also have a business called Think Marketing, and I have an email marketing course specifically for people who sell on Teachers Pay Teachers or Etsy, or really anyone that sells uh, printable activities for kids. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So much there. Let's dive into maybe some of the overview here. Let's start. Let's start some of the tech maybe. So in terms of, let's just say those courses specifically, and probably the membership as well, what, what course platform are you using there, Lisa? So I use a plugin called LearnDash. And okay. I did a lot of research on course platforms. And LearnDash to me is the most cost effective. Mm -hmm. Some of those course platforms out there are between $100 and $300 per month. Yeah. But but with LearnDash, I'm paying less than $500 a year. Yeah. So it was just financially the right move for me. And I have absolutely no regrets. It is user friendly. I don't consider myself the biggest tech savvy person. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. Awesome. All right. Email marketing. What do you use there? I used MailChimp for years and years, but when your email list grows to 30, 40, 50,000, it gets really expensive because they charge you per subscriber. So about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I switched to Flowdesk and that alone saved me hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month because wow. it is a flat rate and it is not based on the number of subscribers you have. So if you have 200 subscribers or 200,000 subscribers, it is the same rate. But I will say that Flowdesk lacks 
some of the capabilities of MailChimp or ConvertKit. However, I have been pleasantly surprised that every year or every few months, they're adding new features. So they're going to catch up to those other email service providers. They're just not quite there yet. But again, no regrets for the switch because it has saved me hundreds and hundreds of dollars and does everything that I want it to do. Awesome. All right. Let's break. Let's go back to the story now, I think, Lisa. So you were teaching, what, 15 years? 15 years in the classroom. And I never honestly thought that I would quit early. I thought I was going to retire a teacher at 65 years old. And when I started selling on Teachers Pay Teachers, in my first six months, I made less than $300. Yeah. But something happened that July, and I had a product just take off. That July, my first year, I made over $6,000. And in August, since back to school season had officially begun, I was at around $12,000. And it has just all been uphill from there. Give, give, us some, do... give us some years there, Lisa. What year was that? Or, or what year did you start so, on Teachers Pay Teachers? That was 2017. Gotcha. And first and year, did you say, was 6000 Well, the first six months was around $300. The, yep. That uh, July was 6000 That first whole year was a little over 30000 Gotcha. Uh, next year, do you know what the those numbers are? next year? Uh huh. I remember it was a hundred and thirty thousand. I added six figures in one year. Wow. Were you still teaching in 2018? I was. I finally quit teaching in 2019 because when I was quadrupling my mm-hmm. teacher salary, it was time to do this a hundred percent and put my focus on something that I love doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And numbers, do you remember your numbers roughly 2019? I don't off the top of my head, but if I were to take a guess, I would venture to say it was between 250 and 300,000. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And what do you think, what's the, what was the biggest thing, Lisa, that helped you go from say 30,000 to 130,000? So I think the biggest thing was adding the little piece of gamification. Like I said, a puzzle, a four digit code, a mystery word, but also let me back up for a second and let me tell you that the first products I created for Teachers Pay Teachers were one to two pages. They were trivia questions and there was about 10 questions and I knocked them out in about 20 minutes. Mm. Well, I don't sell those anymore because those are not representative of my brand. Yeah. Once, Once I realized that quality was more important than quantity Mm. I feel like that's when things changed when I made my very first escape room template it literally took me weeks Mm. because it's really hard to get the idea from your head onto paper yeah and so once I figured that out and I had that kind of element of game- gamification or really instead of gamification, 
it's a drive that makes kids want to finish the activity because they want to get that four digit code. They want to unscramble the mystery word. And when, again, when teachers see the engagement of the students, that's what helped me stand out. The reviews started coming in and the reviews were just fantastic. And so when you find something that works, you should capitalize on it. Mm. And I did. So that very first escape room product line, I have 200 of that escape room using the exact same template, but different topics. So I might have one on the Revolutionary War, and then I have one on the legislative branch all the way to ancient China. So I use that template, which now saves oodles of time and mm. just repurpose it with a different topic. That's great. So question there, probably a two-part question. Would you say it's more point of difference? Is that what helped you, that you're the only one that's doing this style here? Or is it more just quality? What you're doing is so much better. Other people are doing similar, but yours is better. Or is it a combination of both? What would you say there? So I think it's a combination. And I certainly was not the first person to create a printable escape room. But I will say that when I started on Teachers Pay Teachers, there were less than 500. Today, if you search escape rooms, you will see about 25,000. Yeah, well. But- I also want to add that it's still an untapped market. 25,000 sounds like a lot, but in all reality, on both Etsy and Teachers Pay Teachers, when you have millions and millions of account holders or buyers looking for unique activities, 25,000 is really an untapped market. And I just did a webinar a few weeks ago where I was doing some keyword research for Etsy to help my students. Mm. And on Etsy, it is less than, I want to say the number was 7,000 for printable escape rooms. That is a huge untapped market and a huge opportunity because I can tell you that they sell. Parents, Mm. grandparents, aunts, uncles, Even teachers, they want something to engage and entertain their kids or even to just get a little bit of off-screen time. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. That's great. Okay. Now, I've got a question here around marketing, Lisa. So... I, I'm not a teacher's pay teacher's guy. I'm not an Etsy guy. Would I be right in saying majority of like the marketing or students or clients that you get from there are from that platform? It's not so much, you know, you've, you've grown a social media channel, uh, channel and selling onto teacher's pay teachers or you're not running or you weren't running Facebook ads and selling teacher's pay teachers. We'll get to the courses in a sec. 
But in terms of the, the TPT and the Etsy, is most of that just internal traffic from those platforms? Most of it is internal traffic. And I will tell you, if you look at my social media, my Facebook page has less than 3,000 followers. My TikTok and Instagram both have less than 200 followers because they're brand new. I'm not into social media. Mm. So I really can tell people that you can do this without social media. But what I will also say is that inside of every single printable I offer is a link to a freebie opt-in or a lead magnet. And so that gets people to my email list. That gets people to both Etsy and Teachers Pay Teachers. That's great. Because I'm guessing if someone purchases off Etsy or Teachers Pay Teachers, you don't get that email address, right? Correct. We do not get email address. I have to have them opt in to my very own lead magnet form, Etsy and Teachers Pay Teachers. They do not share that information. So that all has to be done on my own. And the best way that I figured out to do that is to add some information about myself and my business and what I provide with a free opt-in, which usually probably always leads to a higher price product or a bundle. So if they like the free activity, then hopefully they will come back and purchase something else. That's great. And is it, so I'm guessing that's then how you sell the courses, is it? Like the teachers pay teachers and the Etsy, you make money off that. That's also a way to build your email list. And then you sell the courses via your email list, depending which way they've opted in. Is that how that works? It is. And I have, like I said, I have different audiences. I have one that's really for teachers and the teachers pay teachers site. And I have one for Etsy. And my email list is a a very decent size now. So my email list is definitely helpful. But like I said, this year, I have focused on marketing. And Mm. so this year, I have spent money on Facebook ads, promoting or advertising the courses or the free challenges that lead up to the course launches. Can so ask, next. Can I ask ahead. the size of that email list? Uh, we're about 50,000. Yeah, and wow. I think that I'm pretty strict with my um, inactive subscribers. Mm-hmm. So if they're not interacting, they are off my list. That's In great. reality, that list is probably well over six figures, but I get rid of them pretty quickly because, you know, the more active your yeah. list is, the better your open rate is, the better yeah. your deliverability is. And so I'm probably a little bit more strict than most when it comes to rules for inactivity, but it works for me. Love it. All right, cool. So that all makes sense there. Um. All right, cool. And then you're saying now you're using Facebook ads is the new kind of marketing stream to get people in there? Correct. So actually, uh, mid-November, I have a free scavenger hunt challenge for teachers that they can either use in their classroom or they can repurpose it and sell it online. They can do it commercially as well. And I am running an advertisement to that free challenge. And when the challenge is over, I will run a retargeting ad from that campaign. Gotcha. 
All right. A couple questions email list wise. So it seems like you've got two defined audiences, right? You've got the teachers Correct. and you've got the Etsy sellers. Do they Correct. both go into the same email account, let's say, and they're just segmented into different lists? Or how do you kind of segment those two in your email? You're exactly correct. They're all part of Flowdesk, but they are segmented based on the lead magnet that they came from. So if they are choosing to participate in the free scavenger hunt activity for teachers, they're going to go on my teacher list. And if they are wanting to join the easy escape rooms wait list, they're going to go to my Etsy list. Awesome. Got it. All right. couple questions I like to always finish up with Lisa. So this is amazing. Like... Uh, the numbers that you're you're um, coming out here and the amount of workload, I'm like, this is amazing. This is one of the best stories I've ever heard. I'm curious, if you were to go back in time and do something differently, what would you do, if anything? So number one, I would pay more attention to branding. Mm. My first logo, I created myself. And when I look at it now, I just cringe. So there are some things that back then I didn't have the money to spend it on, but I think that there's just some business elements that 100% need to be paid for. And one of those elements is logo creation. And I think that you need to decide on your brand voice, your brand colors, your brand fonts, try to do that early on because I didn't. And I spent a lot of time redoing covers and it was a nightmare for a while. Awesome. All right. Final question is around mentors. So how, I mean, how did you get so successful? Was it, was it mainly yourself or were there people you, you followed um, were there courses you did? Ideally, if you can tell us two kind of mentors, one, an unpaid mentor. So someone that you follow on social media or teachers pay teachers, whatever it may be. Uh, and then a paid mentor, if you did any courses or hired any coaches to help you. So I know you're not going to believe this, but I did not do any paid courses. Wow. I did, however, spend hours upon hours upon hours <laughs> Every day researching on YouTube and the internet. And I remember when I first was thinking about opening my teacher's pay teacher store, I was re every night before I went to bed, I'd have my phone on and I would be researching success stories. And I found a success story of a teacher who was the first person on teacher's pay teachers to make a million dollars. And when what, I read really? Well, yeah. say it again. Did you say you were the first? No, no, she was. Oh, she, she was. was. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. But when I, I read her story, it, it was game on. If she can do it, mm -hmm. I can do that too. If someone yeah. can get there, so can I. So I research success stories. And I also am a little bit skeptical of some of the course creators out there. You know, there's some people in the teachers pay teachers world that have an email marketing list touting that they're email experts or excuse me, an email marketing course. They say they're experts, but they have 3000 people on their list. Mm. To me, I'm not an expert. And to me, I don't want to take a course from you. Yeah. And then there are some people out there that give Etsy store audits and they have 
maybe 2,500 feedback, which means they, you know, or that many purchases in their store. But 2,500, while it seems like a big number, there's people that are up over 100,000 in yeah. individual sales. So if I were to take a course, I do a lot of research on those people. And believe it or not, most of them have some sort of free webinar, free challenge, free ebook. Mm -hmm. Like I will say, although I have not paid for a course, I do attend most of Amy Porterfield's free webinars and I do watch and follow Rachel Peterson on social media. So these gurus that I love and trust, I feel like they give away so much for free. Yeah. That <laughs> the I've paid's never, almost I've not never, worth it, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. I, I've just never felt the need to actually invest in it. And I also like to learn to do things on my own. I yeah. don't want someone else to do it for me. I want to know how, why, when, where, so that the next time I can make it even bigger and better. Yeah, love it. Well, it's it's, it's interesting you say that because I do feel like, especially in that space, the Amy Porterfield space, uh, the Rachel Peterson space, a lot of the theory is kind of like give away your best content for free and people will pay and you know they pay for the implementation. And there's an element of truth for that because there's a lot of people that will just not pay attention to the free stuff or watch the free stuff and not implement. And, you know, but once they've paid the money, then they'll actually implement and watch the videos or whatnot. But there's so much content out there these days where if you're an implementer, you almost don't need to pay for the course. Like if you watch all of that stuff there on social media and you actually implement it and you learn, like it's just as good as the pay stuff. So I think it's interesting that you've said that. I do agree. And now let's say it was an email course from Amy Porterfield. What she does provide in her course are, you know, a welcome funnel templates where you kind of plug and play or change the Mm. words. But again, that comes back to branding. Her voice isn't my voice. So Mm. I want to create my own emails. And of course, with email marketing, it's a lot of trial and error, a lot of A-B testing, and it takes a while to find your voice and hit that sweet spot with your audience. Mm, I agree. Awesome. All right. Well, Lisa, I'm sure there's going to be a heap of people listening to this that are just like, this woman is awesome. I want to follow her. I want to see what she's doing on Etsy. I'm a teacher. I want to follow her. Where do we go to follow you? Oh, you're so kind. So if you want to see my courses, you can head to my website, which is thinktankteacher.com. And if you want to check out my Etsy shop, you can go to Think Tank Escape Rooms. Awesome. All right. Well, Lisa, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover for today. Was there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you wanted to finish us off with? There's nothing we didn't cover, but I just want to say my biggest takeaway from my experience is that a small product can make a really, really big difference Mm. in your profits. Don't be afraid to try a printable, even if you sell it for $4. It can pay off tenfold down the line. Love it. Awesome. All right, Lisa, thank you for your time. Thank you so much.
Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 